0: I'm Jeff Stewart, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and the host of this podcast, From Crisis to Connection. This is a podcast about relationships. The relationships with others, of course, but also the relationship with ourselves and the relationship with our higher power. I believe we experience our deepest joys when we're in harmony with these relationships. But when we lose that connection to ourselves and others through our own unhealthy behaviors like addictions infidelity, secrecy, abuse, and so on, or we lose it by being betrayed by someone else's choices, it throws us into crisis. Getting out of crisis and living in connection isn't always straightforward or easy, but it is possible. And that's why every week I bring you incredible guests who share their life experiences and expertise to help you move from crisis to connection. Welcome, I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm excited to bring on the show Creed and Chris Schell. They are the hosts of the Breaking the Silence podcast from Reach 10, which is the organization I featured in the previous episode with Vonna Davis. This is an organization that is geared toward supporting young adults, you know, ages 18 to 30-ish or something like that, who are struggling with breaking the silence around shame, secrecy, and all kinds of things related to pornography, their own sexuality, dating, stuff like that. There's just a lot of stuff that is hard to talk about, that's embarrassing to talk about, that feels shameful. And Creating Crochelle and the whole Reach 10 team have done a fantastic job of creating a container, a space, a platform to help people be able to do this. And I'm just excited to have them join me on the show. Both of them are very open about their own stories and their own journeys, and they are living proof of what can happen when you open up and share and break the silence to eliminate fear and shame and Judgment. And I'm just excited to introduce you to both of them today. So let's jump right into my interview with Creed and Chriselle, hosts of the Breaking the Silence podcast. Hi, Creed and Chriselle, Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Of course. Happy to be here. Totally. We're stoked about it.
0: Yeah. You guys. So I had Vana, who's on the previous episode. She's the director of Reach 10. And I met both of you when you had me on your podcast. So it's fun to get back together and join forces once more. I love what you guys are doing with Reach 10. And if if listeners, if you haven't heard of Reach 10 or don't even know what we're talking about, then you haven't listened to the previous episode. So definitely would encourage you to go listen to Vana talk about Reach 10 and their mission. But in the meantime, while you're here, let's at least give our listeners just a short introduction to Reach 10, the organization, what it's about, what you guys are doing with it, what your role is, so that they could understand a little bit more about it. And I just left that wide open for either one of you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great. Shall I start, Chriselle, And you can carry the rest of the way if I miss anything. So Reach 10 was founded by Vonna Davis, who you spoke with a little bit ago. And she was just looking for a way to help the young adults because she felt like there was a lack of assistance for that age group. She felt like we we focused on helping those who maybe are older or younger in preventative ways, but how can we help these young adults who grew up in the digital age, many of them struggling with pornography, but still have a hard time talking about it, getting the help they need, etc. So she brought together young adults who were passionate about this, and they created the organization Reach 10 which is essentially a platform for young adults to learn about these topics, in particular pornography and healthy sexuality, in line with their values and learn how to overcome it together, but not like in a therapeutic type way, more in like a, let's actually just start talking about it, working through the shame that we might have with regard to either using pornography or betrayal trauma. Just let's just start talking about it. And The three kind of things that we strive to overcome are fear, shame, and silence that can be often associated with these topics. And we want to replace them with courage, compassion, and connection. That's kind of our tagline there. And we're all about just inspiring, uplifting, and talking openly and vulnerably about these topics so that we can overcome it all.
0: Oh, that's a great summary of what you guys are doing. Just love that. Chriselle. anything you'd add about that or...
1: Yeah, I just say it, we wanted to fill a fill the gap. We felt like there was a big gap for... And I think we'll, t- we'll touch on this a little bit in this podcast because it has a lot to do with my story. There's a big gap for help for young adults specifically. And that's what we really wanted to create was a safe space for young adults to come and talk and to share their stories and to hopefully find resources and help and people that they were like-minded with. And I've been involved since that beginning. I was part of that young adult group that first came together. And it's been a fun journey. We've had a lot of pivots and where we focused and we love podcasts and we love podcasting and we love our podcast, Breaking the Silence. So we'll just you know throw that one out there probably a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk Um, about that. Yeah. And it's so fun. I think for me, I am just honored to be able to be a part of something that is, I think, so awesome and so needed. And and so honored to be able to hear stories from people who, who are just like gone to battle against things that have been really hard for them and that are willing to open up and share about it. And especially just grateful to learn from experts like yourself and stoked to be on this podcast, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Oh, man.
0: Absolutely. You guys are awesome. And I, I love that you were there at the ground level and building this thing up and It's so cool because I know that there's a lot of resources for married adults and a lot of, you know, it's oftentimes a focus. It's a big part of my work, the bulk of my work. And then there's also the adolescent angle, right? Where parents whose kids live in their home still have a lot of influence and they're trying to get resources and stuff for their kids. But yeah, there's sort of this no man's land in between for young, single adults who are very much dealing with these things. It's not like you magically, if anything, can get harder once you leave home. So I love that you guys have swooped in and created something a place for these you know for these people to land these good men and women who are looking for resources and and a community and and one one thing that i love about what you're saying is that there's i mean the breaking the silence is the name of your podcast but so much focus in recovery from pornography in particular is around abstinence sobriety stopping the behavior which you know is no small feat it's hard for a lot of people to do that but the bigger lifetime long term issue is all the shame and secrecy around how they see themselves how they believe other people see them. And that's where the real healing comes. The deeper healing is when people can tell their story and get honest about it, whether it's to a whole podcast audience, which doesn't have to be everyone, or just one-on-one with somebody else. And I assume that that's a big part of what you guys are doing is trying to extend that deeper step, that extra part beyond just sobriety to your audience.
1: Yeah, I think you hit that right on the head. I think that it's important to take out the bad behavior, right? Like let's remove that in yeah. our lives whatever it is right it's important to take up bad behavior but it's also important to have something to fill that with mm. and and the cup that i think that we are trying to fill is that that connection that belonging and that healthy sexuality that that feeling like we belong with ourselves knowing who we are having connections to other people and ultimately having like healthy intimacy with in our lives right so yeah yeah.
2: yeah, and Michelle hit it on the head. We often say that connection is the greatest casualty of pornography, Yeah. but can also be such a great benefit and even almost a cure of pornography. But of course, that's not the only thing that's simplifying it a little bit, but connection and intimacy with others, like emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and then of course, sexual intimacy with our cherished loved one really all go hand in hand to help us overcome, like we always say, the fear, shame, and silence that that keep us stuck in the problems of pornography. And that's why our name Reach 10 is a call to action. We invite anybody who hears our message to reach out to others. Start with 10 and make that a goal and move on from there. Just so that we can get this message out of breaking the silence, whether that's if you struggle with pornography, reach out to someone who you trust to share that with so that you can maybe have a support partner or just someone to talk about it with and decrease that shame. Or if you've had a loved one who struggled with it, just talking about it with someone can increase that connection, that support. That's what we're trying to do is, is break down any walls and, and connection is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the last thing people who are struggling with an embarrassing, secretive behavior naturally want to do. And so to have a have an ongoing kind of out, like a like a standing invitation all the time to connect and, and giving them easier ways to do that, I think, is so huge. How did you become involved with Reach Ten Creed? I mean, Chriselle, you you said a little bit about that you were there at the beginning, but I'd love to hear from each of you, like a little more about your story about why you became involved with Reach Ten, how it's changed your own life, obviously as podcasters, but also just as participants in the in the movement.
2: Sure. So. I got involved with Reach 10 because I was at Brigham University and I was looking for an on-campus internship. And Reach 10 was one of those, just an opportunity that presented itself. And actually leading up to this on-campus internship, I was really thinking about how can I get involved in this fight against pornography? How can I overcome this shame that I'm still feeling about with pornography because I'm not using it anymore, but I did have an addiction to pornography from about 11 years old to like 17 when I finally opened up to my parents about it and started recovering from it. And so I was just ready to, for years, wanting to share these messages, but I still felt like fear the fear, the silence, and the shame with being able to talk about this because I hadn't ever shared that experience of using pornography with anybody besides my parents and church leaders up to that point. But I just, Wanted to get rid of, you know, all those bad feels regarding it. So found reach 10, just stumbled upon it. And I was like, heck yeah. Like this is calling to me. And so I applied, became a part of it. And then I started learning all these tools about the power of vulnerability. We often talk about Brene Brown's research regarding that and Mm -hmm. how sharing these, what we feel like are dark or scary parts of ourselves with a loved one, taking that risk really allows us to experience finally the intimacy that we've always been craving. Because if we if we hold people back from really getting to know us, we'll, we'll always be essentially holding someone back a little bit at arm's length from really knowing us. At least with my regard, I really didn't feel like people could love me unless they really knew me. And that just starting to realize that and being courageous enough to start sharing with my siblings, talking about these subjects with them, and then close friends, really just started to dismantle all the walls of shame that I had built up over the years. And I mean, a big part of my story is that I'm also same-sex attracted, and so that also was kind of all wrapped up into that. And these tools, which helped me overcome these negative patterns with pornography, also helped me overcome shame with regard to my own sexuality, which of course, I was met with lots of love and it was just life-changing for me. So that's why I love Reach 10, kept staying with it through after that on-campus internship, just felt like these tools are things that everybody needs to learn and incorporate in their lives to further their feel for freedom, feel for love of life and connection with others so that they can live life to the fullest. So that's kind of-
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I, you know, it's no secret to me why, why I don't know how it happened, how Vana tapped you to become the podcast host. I mean, you just have such a, you know, such a great energy and and just a really inviting presence about this whole thing. And you're, you know, you definitely have walked that path and are walking it. And- you're not just talking about it like a detached observer, you know, like it's just an internship you're doing. (laughs) It's very much resonating with your own journey. I love that. So awesome. Yeah. How about you, Chriselle?
1: I, Creed, I love it when you share your story. I love it. I just think that you are such an exemplar of what we wanted to create with Reach 10. So I'm just honored to get to hang out with Creed (laughs) all the time and learn from him. And he's so awesome. For me, my journey to reach 10, wow. So I grew up, I feel like I've been surrounded by addiction recovery and the fight against pornography for as long as I can remember. My parents were really involved with that. In fact, they were one of the first missionaries called to pilot the addiction recovery program for pornography. And, and so I babysat every Thursday night while they went and, <laughs> wow. and did meetings. And growing up, I always told myself it's just because my parents were experts in the atonement. They didn't have any personal because I didn't. I didn't want to believe that, right? Yeah. Because if I believed that, like it was in our family, then I knew I knew the statistics. I knew what that meant. I knew the heartache. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, when I was like thirteen-ish, I walked in on my dad relapsing in pornography. Oh my! And that really shaped my my adolescence a lot. And the way that I felt I guess felt safe. I didn't feel safe, right? I I no longer felt safe around people in a lot of ways. And because if my dad, who was so great, had fallen and that's how I viewed it, then like everyone had. And and unfortunately, like I didn't open up then, right? Like I I didn't know how to process that. And then later on in our lives, I my dad had worked on it for a lot of years and, and seemed to get better. But then we found out that he had been living kind of a double life for quite a few years. Right after I got home from my mission, it came out that he had his pornography addiction and it escalated to a full out like sex addiction and just like so much pain and heartbreak. And at that same time in my life, I went through a broken engagement where my fiance at the time had betrayed me in a lot of ways and like some things that we'd agreed about. He, like did the opposite and was like dating other women. So I'd like had just like compounding betray betrayal experiences. And and here I am, you know, home from a mission. Things should be really great. And I am I was just so devastated and I did not know where to get help. I did not know if anyone understood how I felt. And I I knew that there were other people that were hurt. And I knew that there were other people in pain because like I, I knew the pain of of both sides, but I didn't know where to get help for myself. And I knew that there was a lot of help for like couples, and I knew there was a lot of help for people who were like 18 and younger. Right. But here I am, like 22, 23, and just so hurt and and so lost. And that's when I met Vana and met some really incredible young adults who were my same age that wanted to talk about what it would take to heal. And thankfully at this point, like I'd found a therapist that was really helpful. And I yeah. I had started really like healing myself, but Reach 10 was born. And I think that this is such an incredible place for people to come because especially young single adults, I feel like I'm now married and I love my husband so much. and And I feel like... Like, once you enter that marriage state, you're like, oh, there's like more resources and help for me. And, and like everyone's like on board. But as a single person, I remember feeling so alone. And, and because of like my, my experience, my, my own unique experience, like connecting with other people was so hard because I was, I had my own, I was, I didn't have PTSD, but I had like the short, like the, you probably know the word. Jeff, I can't remember what it's called, but I had trauma that I was dealing with. And I I really struggled connecting with people and opening up and, and feeling safe enough to share with people because no one was safe, right? Right. <laughs> so Oh, yeah. So Reach 10 helped me to learn how to connect again and helped me to realize that there were other people who had been through difficult things like I had, and we could all heal together. So that's how I got involved.
0: Yeah, that's quite a journey, Chriselle. Like, I, thanks for sharing that, both of you. Thanks for just opening up about it. You're probably used to it now, being <laughs> podcasters and being so public with your stuff, but I don't take any of that for granted. I think it's, uh, it's sacred ground and I, I, uh, honor both of, of your stories and thank you for just sharing that with us. It's, uh, it's quite remarkable. And I, and I'll tell you, Chriselle, like, well, we may as well just talk about that now since we're here. Mm-hmm. What could you have used during that time? I mean, you're, you know, you're a young adult. You're not dealing with like a spouse betraying you. You're not dealing with, you know, your own battle. You're just in this place of being like affected in several different ways, right? From a fiance, boyfriend, a, a, a dad, family situations. Yeah. What would have been the most helpful resource for you? You're all, well, reach 10 would have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. I think so. that's a great question. And did you want to add to that? No, that's uh, fine. Jeff, sorry Go ahead. No, I think that's such a good question because you're exactly right. Like I, and I don't think I realize, I I think I forget how alone I felt because, yeah, and there was nothing in my control. It wasn't my behavior that hurt me. Right. 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 And so I didn't know how to fix it. I was like, well, 12 steps aren't for me because I'm fine. And like looking back, 12 steps actually might've been the answer, but I didn't feel like it was. I felt out of place there. Right. Because again, I didn't have a spouse. Like I didn't have like someone that I was like working with through the steps or anything that's the only thing I'd ever heard of. So yeah, I think podcasts like this, podcasts like Reach Tens, Breaking the Silence podcast honestly would have been what I would have been looking for because and what I was looking for, I I read like every book I could find that would help me because I was just desperate for hope. I was so desperate for hope. Yeah. And and desperate for other stories that maybe sounded Sim- it didn't have to be the same but but similar to my experience
0: i think there's a whole generation' of, you know your generation of kids that are in their 20s now who are the children of parents who you know were teenagers young adults themselves in the 90s when the internet became more commonplace and internet pornography you know started to skyrocket you know i've worked with people who were older whose parent you know had a pornography problem but they had to you know, it was pretty severe. They had to work hard to find it and back in the old days, but like, you know, pretty much all the twenty somethings year were like their parents were the ones that were trying to figure it out and dealing with it. And so I think there was a lot of people like you who grew up in homes where parents were either dealing with it or not dealing with it. But it was certainly the water they were growing up swimming in. And and I love that, you know, you guys are creating a resource where where those where people, you know, in that age demographic can find a community of people who get it, who understand what it's like. How about for you, Creed? I'm just curious, like what in terms of what young adults need who are, you know, in a situation like you found yourself in or whatever, what would have been helpful for you as you were starting to tell your story and, and start to face some of these things?
2: It's so interesting that on both sides of the spectrum with regard to pornography use there's the side of those who have the trauma happen in their lives, and they struggle with that. And then there's also those who struggle with pornography itself and struggle with all the things that happen around it, like shame and mm-hmm. and uh, betraying others or letting others down. So at least with regard to me, I think it was more so of like, You can talk about these things in recovery groups. You can talk about these things with church leaders. But other than that, don't say, don't talk about these things. Don't, don't share. Don't even like, of course, I grew up in, uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. But even in, in my own household, sexuality wasn't uh, very well taught to me in particular. But I think in general, there's, and not just with my family, but I think there's lots of families. And people who grew up in a culture just of, of how it's, it's not safe to talk about these things with others. Right. It's not good. And if you struggle with it, just forget about it, leave it behind. Don't mention it to anybody because A, it would decrease your chances for dating. B, it would look weird because you're a weirdo if you struggle with pornography. So while it was okay, maybe to talk about in support type areas, it wasn't what I thought, okay, to talk amongst my friends, amongst family members in general, just like out in the open. Like, why can we talk about other things that we struggle with? And we know this, what those things are out in the open, but, but not this. And then with that being said, if we can't talk about this, that just doubly, triply all the things increases any negative repercussions from, yeah. from struggling with that thing. So. I think Reach 10 is exactly what I wish was more prominent and around in my growing up years. So hopefully, little by little, by reaching out, we can we can still create this culture amongst young adults and even younger generations, even older generations, of it's okay to talk about, especially amongst our loved ones, because oftentimes, we have so much shame, we don't even talk about it with those closest to us. Mm-hmm. As long as we can start there, that's a great place to start, and that'll just open up so many doors of of closeness, intimacy, connection that we all deserve and and need to to thrive.
0: Yeah, so well said. I love that. And I, I think about you know I think about all the people that you know my generation. I mean, I'm in, I'm in my 40s now, who still to this day feel like it's just so taboo to talk about some of these things. Where I love that you know, the generations behind us now are having the courage to get behind the mic and to talk about these things and to show all of us, all the older people, <laughs> that it's not so scary, that you actually feel better afterwards, that you actually, and it, like I said, it doesn't have to be broadcasting it to a whole group of people. It can be, like you said, just talking to your loved one about it, but, mm-hmm. but just practicing that and coming out. And I think I think my generation's better at it than my parents' generation and their parents' generation. I think every generation's getting better at it, but I love where it's going and how unashamed and how just brave both of you are and then of course all the people you have on your show. What Well, let me let me ask you this. You know, you talk about the the different we talk about the different generations and how all of us are coming from different places. What would you want older generations so that's pretty much anybody older than you. What would you want them to know about what it's like you know, for people your age?
2: I think what I'd first want to do is, is validate their own experience of, of that was each generation has their own culture. Each generation has what's kind of taboo, what's kind of weird to do or say or talk about. And I think in general, most people, they have no control over that if they just grow up in it and they think this is just the way it is. So of course, there's so much grace to be involved in and, and validation that's needed to to specify that just older generations, just that was kind of just the rhetoric of you don't talk about sexuality, you don't talk about pornography, you kind of just work on it alone or, or maybe just one other person, but not like on a big level with lots of people knowing your story. That's just kind of I think what I would first say is validate that it's okay it makes sense but where I would want to also say is like let's just improve let's move on from there let's validate what happened let's validate how we're in different a different place nowadays where like you mentioned Jeff maybe it was okay back then in that way because it was actually quite hard to access pornography I mean you had to really work for it to access magazines and um, and other printed material but now it's so easy to access in this digital age that we're just living in different times where most men and lots of women are have experiences with pornography. And if we're not going to talk about it, we're kind of shoving things under the rug Mm -hmm. and not really bringing to the forefront an issue we need to tackle together. I mean, it can only be tackled together, not just alone. So validate and then also just say, let's just start where we can improve and just start getting comfortable talking about these subjects because one thing I want to mention is, of course, I think oftentimes it's it's this fear of if you talk about something, it'll increase the likelihood that you'll do it. For example, in the past, we've been really afraid to talk about suicide with others because we're like, if we talk about suicide or ask them if they're having thoughts of killing themselves, they'll want to do that. The research shows very heavily with that regard, no, it won't increase their likelihood to think about those thoughts. They're already thinking it, maybe, but it won't increase the likelihood of that. It's just going to bring up to the forefront of an issue that we can tackle together. And I think it's the exact same with sexuality. It's not going to increase maybe misbehavior in sexuality by talking about it because of course, you can talk about it with a valued perspective, gospel perspective, or uplifting perspective. But that's not going to increase you know, sexual promiscuity and whatnot. That's already going to happen, especially if you don't talk about it, I think even probably more so. That's kind of my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Right. Yeah, yeah, so let I, uh, that. yeah, let me just say okay. something about that. Yeah, let me just real quick on Creed's thing. Yeah. I love the validation piece for the people that have gone before you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it lowers defensiveness because I know sometimes I've talked to people who feel like they're being criticized for doing their best with what they had. And and I think it's I think that's really healthy and awesome to just lead with that and make room for that. And then just basically say, so, but here's what's working now. This is actually what we found it really is helpful. So thanks for sharing that. And yeah, sorry, Chriselle. Go ahead and jump in.
1: Oh, you're good. I like the one thing I was gonna add, Creed added there at the end, which is so perfect. And that is that the information and like talking about things does not lead to sin. Like that's not a sin. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think that often sin comes because we're curious and like things have been shoved under a rug. And maybe not even just sin comes from that, but for me, it was kind of the opposite. Like I was so scared of my sexuality that I like locked it in a box and I like threw that box out in the ocean and then like piled a mountain on top of it. Like I it was just like so terrified to get hurt and to hurt someone else that like I never wanted anything to do with my sexuality until finally thankfully I had a therapist who was like you have to face this like you have to learn about yourself you have to realize that you have a sex drive men have sex drives and you have to live in a world where those things exist and and I'm so grateful that I had that help but I wish that I could have learned that easier and like sooner in my life right and I think again like Creed, I think you nailed it on the head. My parents did the best they could, and they did a phenomenal job given everything. And, and I'm so grateful for both my mom and my dad, even through all of the hell we've been through together. Yeah. I know that like my dad wasn't the only one in his generation to be affected by pornography. And he wasn't the only one whose pornography habits started at such a young age. And so it was accessible then. And and so I think that empathy can be found fairly easily if we remember that we're actually all struggling with the same things. Yeah, and we're all in this together.
0: Yeah, we don't have to get hung up on you know the medium, right? The cell phone versus the internet versus the computer. Like people have had sex drive since the beginning of time, (laughs) yes. And people have been found creative ways to access it, and it's you know there's fewer barriers to that now, of course, with the internet, but humans are humans and we all really can relate to each other in that same way. So yeah, I I think that's really healthy. And I do think, you know, before we started recording this, we were just chatting a little bit and you made a point about, you know, how it's important for those of us in the uh, older kind of pre-internet generation, those of us who grew up and, you know, basically had to adopt the internet as a thing in adulthood, which, you know, for me, I was 21, 22 years old when I I was, you know, I had to get my first email address. And so, yeah, for me, it's, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't native for me at all, but just to have some empathy and some compassion and to have some understanding for people of your generation who, you know, don't know a life without that. It's like, it's hard to even imagine. And what do you think you'd want people to know those of us that are older than, than you guys? Like, what would you want us to know about what your experience is like living in a kind of a hyper-connected world like this?
1: I'd say that, I, I love that you use the word hyper-connected. I'd say that often we still feel alone in such a hyper-connected world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that we're trying to figure it out too, right? <laughs> Just like they were trying to figure it out, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And-
0: Like once again, the human experience, because people have been lonely since the beginning of time as well. Right. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> right. you know, we're not so different.
1: Right. And I feel like Creed, you mentioned this, that we talk often about how connection is like the greatest casualty to pornography and honestly unhealthy sexuality. I think any type of unhealthy Mm -hmm. sexuality connection is the casualty and intimacy is the casualty. And I would just say that, that that's what we all so desperately want. I think that's what the generation before us wants. I think that's what the generation after us wants. We want to feel connected we want to feel validated we want to feel worthy we want to feel we want to feel like we belong and so like battling like who's is worse like that's not helpful you know yeah it's like you did it wrong or you did it wrong or you're you know like like what like that's not going to help but just connecting and like reaching out and and wanting to understand each other i think that's where healing happens
0: yeah that's <laughs> so powerful Chriselle. you know i think about all the totally unproductive conversation you hear about millennials and how they're just so lazy or they're so different or a bunch of snowflakes and babies and stuff. And the truth is, is that what you're describing has been my experience as well with my own kids who are in their twenties and like recognizing that their experiences are really not that different than mine, maybe a little bit different flavor, but for the most part, we're all humans on the same journey. And yeah, some compassion and some uh,
2: connection there goes a long way. (laughs) Creed, do you want to add to that? I was just going to agree that for sure us generations are so much more alike and similar than we are different. Yeah. Um and so we just what would be most helpful is, a, is that we all empathize with each other, see eye to eye, be all equals in this and just tackle it together. I think that'll help so That's much. Super
0: helpful. Yeah, and I I'd love to hear if we can switch gears for a second here just as we're wrapping up. I'd love to hear what you've seen? You guys have been involved in the movement for a long time. The Reach Ten, working with young adults, and what have you seen? What uh, you know, you can share specific stories if you want, or you can just share overall observations and experiences of what what you see people doing, what's changing for people, how it's impacted your own life for the good. I'd love to hear just kind of some more direct feedback about what this is actually doing for people.
1: I'd say the number one thing that comes to mind. I've seen a lot of courage. And, Mm. and and that like fills my soul with hope, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like there are so many good people and there are so many good people fighting really tough battles. And I've seen that over and over again. And it blows my mind when I get messages from people that I, I grew up with or that I sat at lunch with one day and they're like, I had no idea you were going through that until I heard your podcast. I'm like, man, why didn't we talk about it then? I felt so alone. You felt so alone. Like, and we were sitting there together, and we just felt so alone and misunderstood. And misunderstood is not the right word, but we just felt like we were we were walking the the road by ourselves. When in reality, like, had we opened our eyes and reached out then, like we were walking the same path. And I think what's beautiful, like looking back, yes, it's felt like I was walking alone. But like time and time again too, I've just seen God's hand over and over and over again. And I think of of the disciples walking on the road to Emmaus, and and I'm gonna go there. I love the scriptures, and this is one of my favorite stories. But the disciples walking on the road to Emmaus, and they they're talking about like what's happening in the world, and and it wasn't until later that they realized that who they were walking with was the savior. Yeah. And the man that they were talking about was the healer himself. And and I think that's really beautiful because there's been so many times in my life where I felt so alone and I was like super mad at God <laughs> and, and furious at, at my situation. And looking back, I see that He was walking with me and that it's okay that now I'm getting those messages from people that are like, hey, I heard your story and I'm so grateful to know that like we've both been there and to have them share that too. And and to know that, like the Savior's walking with them too, yeah. and that, that hope and healing are available to to everyone. So that's I think beautiful. that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I
0: love that. I, I, and I, I'm sure at some level that that has to go, like, sort of shoot through time and heal your little sixteen year old heart, right? When you,
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you when you talk with somebody and, and realize that you know you almost kind of have that Me Too movement or a moment. The Me Too moment when you learn that somebody was also hurting during that time in high school and you're like, Well, we can't go back, but somehow it just heals a little part of my heart to know that maybe I wasn't alone in all my loneliness, you know. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I do, I I feel that that's a great word, courage. I, I feel that from talking to both of you and when I've spoke to Vana about this, that you're just inviting everybody to be a little more courageous and that it will pay off. It's totally going to be worth it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have something to add with that courage. Yeah. I mean, we talk about Brene Brown. I mean, I do it a lot, but yeah. she has this awesome line about courage where she says, the root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. And one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. And I think that's yeah. exactly what we're able to do is just to speak all one's, what was it again? <laughs> to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. So just speaking from the heart really brings us together. And to answer your question further, Jeff, about what I've seen yeah. other young adults experience is I think just general freedom, freedom from the shackles of of shame, freedom from the shackles of, of disconnection, and just a new energy and a newfound life to like I know at least for me when I learned these principles, I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going back into my hole of of shame, darkness, silence where I don't share with people who I am because life is so much better when we can just connect on these levels where we're actually speaking our heart and actually getting to know each other for who we really are. And I think it just empowers so many people to keep living, keep loving, just keep trying, which is all what we're trying to do. And just like what Shell said, just find that hope and healing that we always will be needing throughout this life.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. I love I love how that went. You know, you say courage, he says freedom, right? Those two are absolutely, you know, interrelated so powerfully. And then, you know, the more freedom you feel, the more courage you have to keep talking and opening up. It just they really support each other and that's how it's been in my own life as well. You know, the second that I've had the courage to open up about personal struggles or mistakes I've made or things that I need, you do you feel free? You feel free because most people are willing to help. Most people are. I mean, the chances of failing at it are really low, in my experience. Mm-hmm. When and
2: we, yeah, my invitation is is to listeners is is to start somewhere. If, of course, the first person you talk to doesn't meet your story with the compassion and and love that it deserves, there will always be someone who who will and just keep trying that. Hopefully it's our loved ones, <laughs> but um, there's always someone.
0: Yeah, so true. So let's talk about where people can find you and how they can get involved.
1: Definitely our favorite thing to talk about. You can find us on our podcast. Our podcast is called Breaking the Silence. You can find us on basically any platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also find us on Instagram and our handle is at reach10. And that's a great place to follow us and to join the dialogue. We have great posts. They're very informative. You can also find us at reach10.org. And on there, you're going to find lots of blog posts. You're going to find the show notes in each of our episodes. You're going to find ways to contact us to reach out. If you want to share your story, you're, you're hearing this and you're like, I'm a young adult. I've been there and I want to share my story. Please reach out to us. And Even you can reach out to us. I've
2: older adults. Oh, I mean, yeah, if or- you have a story and something to share, we're down for it. <laughs> totally.
1: Totally. Or you're like, you know what? I have a principle I want to share about this. Yeah. We want to hear from you. And that's what I love most about our podcast is we get to interview people and we get to hear people's stories. Yeah. We get to to learn from experts in the field. And it's so, so fun. And that's what our podcast is all about, is breaking the silence. No longer do we want people to suffer in silence like we did. So we we want to, to break that silence and to fill the world with what does it look like to have healthy sexuality as a young single adult? And how can I overcome this shame, the fear, and the silence that has gone on in my life?
2: So. And we invite all listeners to actually reach 10 people. Just over time in your own way, reaching can be in your own unique way. It's, it's essentially just talking about these topics, what your experience with sexuality has been, your experiences with pornography, with betrayal, just talking about these subjects with, with loved ones and reaching in that way. We invite you to take that challenge and gain the benefits that come from that.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you guys, you guys obviously make it easy for people to find you. You're on Instagram, you have a website, the podcast is awesome. And this is not just a podcast for people that struggle with pornography. You're talking about principles around vulnerability, human sexuality, openness, community, right? Shame, all these things. And so if someone's listening to this and they're saying, well, you know, I have a young adult in my life, one of my kids, grandkids or whatever. And, you know, I don't want them to think that, you know i think that they have an issue with pornography or whatever they they can still share this podcast it's designed for anybody to basically break the silence about anything that we might find hard to talk about
2: yeah totally and you don't even need to confront your kid about stuff i mean totally up to you but i think it's just you can start anywhere you can start from somewhere if you haven't talked about sexuality much in your family you can always start and yeah. there's no shame it could be difficult but there's always a start where you can Kind of move on from.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I've done that plenty of times with my kids. I'm just like, you know what? We didn't talk about this that much and we're going to start talking about it now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if I'm not used to it yet, let's get used to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) New culture. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast here and talking about not only the organization, but your stories and your own experiences with this because you're doing I mean, you're living what your organization is all about, which is just opening up, showing up, reaching out. And uh, I just really appreciate it. It just is like a great way to finish my day. So I just really appreciate you both so much. Okay, I will put links to everything in the show notes, make it easy for all of you listeners to find this. But uh, once again, Chris, Shell and Creed, thank you both.
1: Thank you, Jeff.
2: Thank you, Jeff.
0: If you want to connect further with reach 10 and listen to the podcast, just search for Breaking the Silence podcast, wherever you find a podcast. And then of course their website is reach10.org. And once again, thank you both, Creed and Grishel, for jumping on this podcast with me today. Love talking to both of you and wish we could just go do lunch, even though we're so far apart. You guys are just awesome. Such a great time with you. And once again, if you find this information in the podcast helpful and you wanna take it further, you can find some great resources on my website, jeffstewart.com link is in the show notes. And I've got courses on rebuilding trust, healing a relationship damaged by pornography, and all kinds of other online resources. And of course, back episodes of the podcast, a weekly question and answer column. And I would love to see what I can do to support you in your own personal journey. So go check that out. And then of course, if you have time, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review of this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. It makes such a huge difference for people who are looking for good information and want to strengthen their own relationships and their own recoveries. And so you could be the reason somebody hears this. So please go jump on there and do that. It makes a huge difference. Once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. And I will see you in the next episode.